Loving, precious, kind, Heavenly Father. Father, we are so grateful unto you for this precious moment you have availed to us. To come in your presence, Lord, and hear from you. We know, Lord, that where the presence of the Lord is, there is total liberty. We know you are here to heal us. You are here to deliver us. You are here to touch us in a special way. Father, we pray that you'll have your own way this evening. For we need you more than anything. You are the only help that we have, King of Glory. We are weak and frail and helpless without you. But in you, we are more than overcomers. Therefore, Father, speak to us this evening. Our hearts are longing for more of you. Have your own with us, Father. For we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I greet you so much this evening in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we will come you to this service. Let us turn to our Bibles for the reading of the word. We shall read from Proverbs chapter 3 from verse 1. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee, Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lead not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Manawange. Wera vilanga teka yange. Na ye omtimago kukwatenga evira girobyange. Kubanga enaku enyinji ne miaka ejoku wangala. Ne mirembe bieviri kuangiru wako. Okusasirana mazima tebi kule kanga. Bisibenga mubula gobo. Biwandi kenga kuipande ebiomutimago. Bonola banga wotyo okuvang onala banga wotyo. Okuganja, nokutegera okulungi mumaso ga mukama naga abantu wesigenga mukama no mutimago gonna so tewesigamanga kukutegerako gwe mwatulenga mukubo makubogo gonna kale anakulunga myanga olugendo lo may the lord add a blessing to the reading of his word mukama gato omukisa kusoma kwa chigambo che may be seated musobola kutulako uh, I want us to share this evening in just, just these few minutes that are remaining to the close of our service. On this subject of lean not on your own understanding. It is quite a wide subject. But just talk about it briefly. <laughs> Now, the Bible is telling us not to lean on our own understanding. Verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge him always and he will direct your paths. Amen. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. God wants us to trust him with all 
heart and not to lean on our own understanding. Now, what is trust? Trust is to have confidence in someone or something. If I say that I trust you, it means I confide in you. So trust is to have confidence in someone. Trust is complete or strong belief. Strong belief in uh, the goodness or the reliability or the strength of something or somebody. When you trust somebody, it means you, you, you have confidence in him. You are relying on him. Relying in his goodness. In his strength. In his reliability. If I say that I trust something, it means I have confidence in that thing. You can have trust in your vehicle. You have confidence in that vehicle. You rely on it. You rely on, your, on, on its goodness. That is able maybe to maneuver in uh, terrain areas and uh, slippery places. So you have trust in your car. But do you know that that car can fail you? However much confidence you have in it. One time we were traveling. And uh, we are sharing with somebody. And he told me I had to service my car. And he told, he told me I had to service my car. He told me, you see these mechanics sometimes are so unreliable. You know that one time I fixed a certain spare part. And barely after one month, the same, same problem had to reoccur. So he told me I, I was so troubled with that issue. And I had to go back to the same man. I said, you man. How come that the part I fixed the other time? Now that the same problem has occurred. And he said, Then he said, you know, Even a young child can die. But on the other hand, even a, a, a new car can have a problem. Though he was using it as an excuse, but a car, however conf much confidence you have in it, it can break down. Do you know that that person that you trust so much, that person can let you down anytime. The Bible says, in Jeremiah 17, I think 5, it says, cast is the man who puts his trust in the fellow man. Who leans on the arm of another man. Cast is that man. Because that man, even if you have all the trust and confidence in him, however good he is, he can fail you because he is human. Amen? Look at a man like Isaiah. Isaiah trusted King Uzziah. All his trust was in that king. Because Uzziah, the Bible says, he's a man who relied on God. He trusted God. Right from the beginning. He loved God. He walked in the precepts and the law of God. And because he did that, God blessed him mightily. And Isaiah looked at that man. 
But the Bible says, Uzziah developed pride. After he had acquired a lot of wealth, after God had blessed him so much, he developed uh, pride. And one day, he went, he assumed the position of a priest. And he went to burn incense. And all the priests withheld him. They told him, you are not supposed to do that. That is a position of priests. You are a king. And when they withheld him, the Bible says, when he tried to force his way, God struck him with leprosy. And they removed him. He just moved out quietly. After seeing that he was leprous. And the Bible says that he died a leper. And now, Isaiah had put all his trust in Uzziah. He was left in empty space. And the Bible says, I believe he went to seek God. And when he was seeking God, God gave him a vision. And he saw God. He says, the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. God had to take Uzziah from the for Isaiah to see God. Isaiah was leaning on a man. But when that man was taken away, now he went to seek the true God. And when he was seeking God, he saw him high and lifted up. And all the seraphims were worshipping him. And Isaiah realized he was empty. He had nowhere he was leaning. And he said, woe for I'm a sinful man. And I live among people. Sinful people. For I have seen the mighty God. You know the whole story. How one of the seraphims picked a coal of fire and passed it on his lips and he was made clean. He was cleansed. A type of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And now God asked who will go for us? And Isaiah said, Here I am, Lord. Send me. He was no longer leaning on a man. But he was leaning on that mighty God. Brethren, that is the God to lean. That is the God to trust. Everything else will fail you. Your business will fail you. Your wisdom will fail you. But thanks be to the Lord. That just like Isaiah, you and me, who are walking in our own lifestyle, we are leaning on different things. One day we saw the Lord, and now we are walking with Him. And that's what He desires from us to trust Him with all our hearts and not to lean on our own understanding. Our God is so good. We should trust in his goodness. Do you know that whatever God does, he does it for your good. You may ask him something and however much you love it, he may not give it to you. But his denial is for your good. You may want him to lift you in a certain position. And he may not do it. Maybe he's trying to create a character in you. He knows the repercussions of, of giving it to you that 
That very moment you are asking for it. Because you problems. Whatever the Lord does. It is for our good. And the Bible says. All things work together. For good with those ones who love Good and bad. They all work together. So whatever he does. Is for our good. That's why we should trust him and rely on him. He is a reliable God. Now, Satan is the opposite of our God. Because the Bible says he came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and life in abundance. So, whatever he does for us is for our good. We should trust his goodness. We should trust his reliability. Our God is so reliable. Our God is so faithful. And the Bible says, all his promises to us are ye and amen in Christ Jesus. Whatever he promises, he has to fulfill. Our prophet told us God would rather empty heaven. He would rather leave heaven empty to make sure he fulfills his promises to us. So we serve a reliable God. We should trust his reliability. He's a God who cannot forsake. We should trust his strength. He is a mighty God. Our God is sovereign. His power is unlimited. Where you fail, that's where he starts from. He's a mighty God. And our prophet told us what God cannot do is to fail. It does not fail. He can never fail in any way. So we should trust in his strength. He overcame hell, death, and the grave. Just for you and me. And when he, uh, he resurrected, he said, all power is given to me. Power on earth, even in heaven. And our prophet told us that power is for none else. But it is for you and That power is for his bride. It is for his bride. Eh? Amen? Amen. It is for you and me. Do you know that God can do anything at as, any time. Glory. Look at how he conquered Egypt. A superpower by that time. Just using natural, natural elements. Hailstone. Darkness, frogs, lice, you know, plague upon plague upon plague. Until that superpower had to surrender. There is nothing which is too hard for him. He said, I'm the Lord God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Look at how he brought the whole world on its knees. Just by using coronavirus. And all superpowers had to bow 
Ela buli nsiyo nane yevunama. Just a small thing. Akantu akatono kolawa. So our God has never failed. He wants us to trust him with all our hearts and not to lean on our own understanding. He wants us to acknowledge him always and then he will direct our paths. Now the opposite of trust is mistrust. It is to lean on your own understanding. In the Garden of Eden, man totally leaned on God. Adam and Eve leaned on the tree of life. On the Lord Jesus Christ. On the word of God. And they were amateur gods. Amen. They had all the power. They commanded nature. They were inspired by God. A man like Adam. God creates all the beasts of the earth and the falls of the air. And he brings them to Adam. And Adam names them. He totally leaned on God. He could not lean on his own understanding. Him and Eve were small gods. They controlled nature. But when they listened to the devil, they lost it all. When they leaned on their own understanding, they lost it all. Thanks be to the Lord that by his grace and mercy, he had to go back and work to restore them and bring them to their from their fallen position. Hear what the prophet says. So we should not rely on our own understanding. But we should trust God with all our hearts. He says here. Lean not to your own understanding of things. If you lean to your own understanding, then you are bound to get off of the right road. You can't lean to anyone else's understanding when it comes to life. To find life, you've got to lean to the word. That's life. We see this from the beginning. It is so plain he made known to, to us from the beginning that God gave his first family on earth his word. To live by. Only his word was to live by. Now that's, that's not through eating the food and so forth. But his word. They were to live by that word eternally. And as long as they kept that word, they lived eternally. But the first little phrase of that word was when it was misplaced. The whole chain broke. And the human race plunged into death. See? Amen? Amen. Lean not on your own understanding of things. If you lean to your own understanding, then you are bound to get off the right road. Amen? Amen. And when you get from the right road, then you will get lost. You will derail. It is just like when you are driving and then you get off the road. And you fall in a ditch. Then you are in trouble. So when you lean on your own understanding, you will get from the right road. 
Brother Branham preached a sermon of guide. And he said, in those areas, just like mountains, or forests, or maybe deserts, or maybe national parks, you cannot venture to go there alone. You need a guide. You cannot venture to go, for example, for gorilla tracking. Or mountaineering. Or maybe in the national park. Without a special person called a guide to lead you. Because he knows every part of those areas. Otherwise, if you venture alone, like in a forest alone, you'll get off the right road. If you go mountaineering alone, without a guide, you'll get lost. Because a guide is the one who knows every area. And our prophet said, we are in this dark world. It is very uncertain. If you venture alone without the Holy Spirit, without God, if you lean on your own understanding, you'll get off the road. You'll derail. You'll get lost. That's why we need God, brethren. In everything that we do, we need that guide. We need to lean on Christ. We need to lean on the word of God. We need to lead on the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Whatever thing you do, Jesus restored you. He picked you from the world so that you entirely lean on him. In whatever you do, Lest you totally get lost. And you get off the right road. Amen? You can't lean to anyone else's understanding. When it comes to life, to find life, you've got to lean to the word. That's life. And as long as they kept the word, they lived eternally. But the literal first phrase of that word, when it was misplaced, the whole chain was broken. And human race plunged into death. Amen? Amen. When they leaned on their own understanding, and broke one small word. They were all plunged into chaos. Adam and Eve. Who trusted God. And they lived peaceably and in harmony with God. And they were in full control of everything. Just leaning slightly on their own understanding. They found themselves naked. They were empty. Fear entered them. Lack of confidence in God entered them. Now they are running away from God. Thanks be to the Lord who had grace and mercy to bring them back. Thanks to the Lord who had grace and mercy and who brought you out. And after bringing you out, it requires one thing from you to fully lean on him. For the prophet says, God was manifested in flesh for three major things. So that people may see him. People may feel him. That God was far away so that he can come close so that man can see him and he can touch him so that that one creates confidence and trust in man 
That confidence and trust that was lost. That the devil cheated from us. God had to bring it back to us. By appearing in flesh. So that we feel him. We see him with our own eyes. And we gain confidence. John says that one that we heard about. That one which was from the beginning. We saw it with our own eyes. We touched it with our own hands. God was trying to create confidence. And trust and faith. In man. Restoring that. And another purpose why God was manifested in flesh. He wanted to have preeminence in his church. In the body of believers. God wants to have full control. Preeminence in your soul. God wants to dethrone you so that he enthrones himself in you and he controls you. Just like he, he controlled Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden. And another purpose, the third one, he wants to restore us back to that Adamic rule. And that one will only come by you and me fully surrendering to the Lord. He wants to have full preeminence in your heart. So that whatsoever thing you do, you consult God first. Whatever plans you have, you ask God first. You rely on him. For that is the purpose why he brought you here. Do you know that he's restoring us back? He's waiting on you and me to fully surrender your life to him. Never to lean on your own understanding but to fully rely on the Lord. Amen? He says here, today we send our children to the school. We send our children to school to see to have understanding. Then after they are through the grammar schools, we send them to higher school for a better understanding. Then after that, they can even, if they are fortunate, they can go through college or go through other and complete education. You know, and get their understanding of knowledge. And what they, are, they have acquired many times helps them to get a job. You have to at least have higher school understanding or a college education. You see? Because we wonder why that he would say such a thing as this for it's because that usually our modern understanding is usually the wisdom of man. Which, which is contrary to the word of God. I think that's what this, uh, Solomon was trying to advise his sons. Was not to be illiterate. But to lean. But not to lean to their, to their own understanding. Amen. Amen. Now the prophet is telling us people seek for knowledge. They look for more understanding. And he says it is not bad. They pass through stages of education. They go to primary, they go to secondary, they go to college, they go to tertiary institutions, they go to universities so that they can acquire jobs. 
And he says that is not bad. But he says that is human knowledge. That is human understanding. Which is contrary to the word of God. Brother Branham said God heals in three ways. He heals through medicine. He heals through surgery. And he heals through divine healing. So he uses doctors who have acquired education to heal us. But he says when the doctors fail, he says when the tree of knowledge fails, then jump to the tree of life. When your own understanding fails, then jump to Christ. Because Christ will never fail. Whatever magnitude of the sickness, the doctors can fail. But Jesus can never fail. Amen? So he's the one who should lean on. No, Rachel. Our God is unlimited. The Bible says, as heavens are far away from the earth, that's how his ways are far away from ours. Man is so limited. Man is finite. But our God is infinite. He knows the beginning from the end. When you are planning your marriage, God knows how your marriage will be. Right from the beginning up to the end. He knows because our God is, the Bible says that he's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. So when you are planning that, he knows. Before he brought you here on this earth, he knew how your life is going to be. He knew whether you'd love him or you'd not accept him. That's why he chose you before the foundation of the world. The Bible says, before Jacob and Esau were born, when they were still in their mother's womb, God declared, Jacob I have loved, Esau I have hated. He knew their hearts. He's infinite. So that is the God whom we should rely on. In everything that we do. Do you know that even in these trivial things of life. Our prophet told us. God is so much interested. Even to understand. Even the little thing. That you do as his child. When you are looking for a job. He's interested. When you are looking for a place. For your child. At school, God is interested. He wants you to involve him. When you are looking for a wife to marry, the Bible says, he who finds a good wife finds a good thing and obtains favor but our prophet told us that marriage should be entered prayerfully. When you are finding, don't lean on your own understanding. Don't look at the beauty. Don't look at the figure. Go to God. Don't lean on your own understanding. Go to God and seek his face. You to whom it has been proposed. Don't just give in. Because he's wealthy. Because he's educated. No, 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 no. Don't lean on your own understanding. Lean 
on God. Seek the face of God. Lest you derail. You may ask and you fail. And you regret for all your entire And you cannot reverse anything. Because you lean on your own understanding. When you are choosing a church to go to, ask God to guide you and lead you. If you get an idea maybe of going and going out and doing cheer or something like that, before you do that, go on the knees. Wait upon the Lord. Never lean on your own understanding. Lean on the Lord. Because God, He knows all things. Sometimes we look at beauty. Sometimes we look at you know, our own understanding. And we end up failing completely. God told Samuel, Samuel, he said, Samuel, for how long will you mourn over Saul? Seeing that I have rejected him from being king of Israel, go to the house of Jesse. I will show you my choice. The one I have chosen to be king of Israel. And the Bible says that Samuel went. And when he reached the house of Jesse, Jesse brought all his children. And when the firstborn came, Eliab, Eliab, Samuel looked at him Samuel and he said, here is God's anointed. And when he was almost anointing him, God stayed his hand. He said, don't look at the countenance. Don't look at the stature. For God does not look at that. And he told him, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Thanks be to God that he looked at your heart. You could have been shabby outside, full of sins, full of wickedness, but when he looked, inside. Because he looks at the heart. He saw a heart that he can work on. That he can mold. And get out the right thing that he wants. He looked at the heart of Jacob. Outside he looked as a planter. He looked evil and wicked. And yet outside Esau looked better. But God looked at the heart. And he chose. Jacob. God looks deeper. Than we human beings. You may look at the beauty. You may look at the green pastures. But when there are terrible, terrible evil things behind. And the Bible says that many of Jesse's sons came. One upon another. Until all the seven boys were. And then he asked him. Are these the only children that you have? He said no. There is another boy. The last born. He's somewhere tendering after my sheep. He said bring him quickly. And when they brought David. The Lord was happy. And he was anointed king of Israel. And the Bible says that David was a man after God's heart. So God does not look at the outward appearance. God looks further. Look at Abraham. And Lot. When their servants had a conflict. And they wanted to separate. And Abraham tells the Lord, Choose now. If you, if you go east, I'll go west. If you go west, I'll go east. Choose. He gave him the priority to choose. 
And the Bible says, Lord chose Sodom. And the prophet says, Lord looked at Sodom and Gomorrah. Because there were good plains there. There was a lot of pasture for his enemies, rather for his animals. And he didn't know that later on, where he was going, there was Sodom. There was a lot of wickedness. There will be burnt. He didn't see that. He didn't see that. But because Abraham trusted God, he waited for God. And where he stayed, that's why he got a blessing. God visited him. And gave him a promise of a child. The very place where he remained. That's where they were. That's where there was the resurrection of the, all the Old Testament saints. A place which looked infertile, which looked rocky, but yet that's where the blessing of God was. So, brother, sister. Never be deceived. We don't have much time. Never lean on your own understanding. Lean on the Lord. Whatever thing you do, however small it is, even when you are looking for a plot of land, lean on the Lord. Trust the Lord. Acknowledge him always. And he will direct your path. To acknowledge is to admit or to accept. They can tell you should acknowledge your weaknesses. It means to accept that you are weak. So the Bible is telling us acknowledge him always. Acknowledge receipt of such and such a thing. When they take luggage, and they take them to so and so. Making a sure Someone may say, make sure, let him acknowledge. Let him acknowledge that he has received it. Amen? At least get an acknowledgement, a receipt stamp that it is received. In other words, so the Bible is telling us, acknowledge God always. And he will direct your path. Accept him that he is able. The Bible says, whosoever comes to God must believe that he is God. And he's a reward of those ones who seek him diligently. He's a good God. He's a reliable God. He's a faithful God. He's a mighty God who can never fail. He's an infinite God who knows all things. And when you do that, he will direct you up. Brother, the prophet said, a believer it's just like sheep. And sheep is led. We are supposed to be led in everything that we do. David said in Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack anything. He makes me to lie in green pastures. He leads me beside still water. He restores my soul. He leads me in his ways of righteousness for his name's sake. Even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. He leads me where there are still waters. He leads me where there are green pastures. Leadership, leadership, leadership. David had acknowledged God with all his heart. David had surrendered to God. David lived not on his own understanding. No wonder he was a prosperous 
prosperous man. He want to be blessed. He want to see the presence of God. Do you know that God still speaks? We are the ones who don't give him enough attention. We are too busy. There are so many voices that overshadow God's voice. We are too much occupied. We venture into things. We lean on our own understanding. We don't involve God. No wonder we don't see God. But God still speaks. He's waiting on you to wait upon him. He wants to speak to you. He wants to guide you. He wants to lead you in every aspect of your life. He wants to have full preeminence. He wants to guide you in every way. But brethren, we are failing him. May the Lord help us. Time is no more, but may the Lord help us not to lean on our own understanding, but to acknowledge him always. To acknowledge his faithfulness, his goodness, his reliability. Oh, whatever he does, he does it for our good. He wants to direct us. He wants to lead us. Even the small, trivial affairs of life, he wants to guide us. May the Lord help us. Let us stand up. Thou my everlasting portion, more than friend, O life to me, all along my pilgrim journey, Savior, let me walk with thee, close to thee. Close to thee, close to thee, close to thee, all alone, I feel grim, Savior, let me walk with thee, heart for ease, oh, one not for fear, my prayer shall be gladly we light on and suffer only let me walk with thee cause to thee cause to Close to thee, close to thee, only we light one and suffer only me to be walking lead me through the
to know in the power of your resurrection. We want you to be our friend, Lord, our guide, our everlasting portion. Because you called us out of our walks of life, that you may lead us in this wilderness of a world. The world is so uncertain. And if we lead on our own understanding, we shall derail, Lord. We shall get lost. But thank you, Lord Jesus, because you looked at our hearts and you saw us, Father, that we are tameable. That, Lord, we can surrender our lives to you so that you have full preeminence in our lives. May you purge us, Lord. May you work on us, King of Glory. May you take our all unbelief from us, Lord. Help us to surrender our lives to you, King of Glory. We know, Lord, that you are interested even in the small things of our lives. Lord, if you are interested in those small things, what about the bigger, greater things? Help us to surrender, Lord. To surrender to your leadership, Lord. To surrender to your guidance, Lord. Not to lean on our own understanding. Open our understanding, Lord. To acknowledge that you are Lord. You are Lord of all conditions. You are Lord of all circumstances. You can pull us out of our conditions that we are in. Father, you know them even right now. I pray, King of glory, that you minister to your children, Heavenly Father. You know their failures. You know their conditions, Lord. You know those ones who are sick. You know those ones who are burdened in one way or the other. May you meet each and every one of them, Father, at their points of need. Even, Father, the tithes and the offerings that have been brought in your house. I pray, Lord God, that you bless the givers, Lord. That, Lord, the offerings and the tithes may be used for the furtherness of your kingdom. Father, even as we are leaving this place, it is late, Lord, but we are leaning on you, King of Glory. Bless your children, Heavenly Father, with the journey mercies back to their homes and help them, Lord, always to lean on you and trust you for each and everything. Grant it, kind Heavenly Father, for we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hey!
Thank you.